0: happy trails the podcast for trail riders episode 15 hunting season safety welcome to happy trails i'm your host jess i travel full-time with my horses trail riding and camping all along the way I created this podcast as a way to share my experiences, everything I've learned, and the cool people that I've met. Since it's fall now, I decided to talk about hunting season and the safety precautions that we can take as trail riders. My friends Monica and Carrie over at horsetrailchicks.com have a great article about riding during hunting season. The article is packed with lots of great information about riding in the fall in New England. I decided to give them a call so we could compare notes on riding during hunting season in the East versus the West. But first, I wanted to hear a little bit more about their backgrounds as horsewomen. So Carrie and Monica, you two are friends who decided to start a trip riding website. Carrie, can you tell me more about yourself and your background with horses?
1: Sure thing. So, I grew up um, riding from about the age of 11, um, and now I'm in my 30s. Um, I grew up in Massachusetts and started riding at an eventing a and dressage barn, um, but we were lucky enough to have some state forest land attached to the barn. And um, so I grew up with trail riding as a, a big part of my life um, and then moved to New Hampshire and finally Vermont for school and work. You know, kept horses as a big part of my life and finally settled at the barn I'm at now in Vermont.
0: And Monica, what's what's your story?
2: I was pretty horse crazy when I was a kid, like a lot of folks. Never had a horse of my own, but took lessons a couple of summers at a barn. And basically, I just rode any horse that anybody would let me ride. And other than the lessons, it was all trail riding. And I was like a really scrappy bareback, barefoot rider, mostly on Cape Cod. We'd ride on the beach, just galloping like crazy, out of control and never, you know, never, I was never very well schooled, never competed in anything and, but just a scrappy trail rider. And when I became an adult, I, you know, life happened and work happened and stuff. And I pretty much just rode off and on over the years. If I, if I knew somebody with horses, I'd get to ride a whole bunch. And if I didn't, I'd go years without riding at all did a, a trip, uh, one year in Arizona that I really loved, uh, like a dude ranch trip. And, um, so just kind of off and on riding. And then I moved to Vermont and decided, uh, in my fifties, I'm in my fifties now. And I, I, decided to get back into horseback riding more seriously. So started taking lessons at a barn, the same barn where Carrie and I are at right now. And, Really just love being back into horses and felt like I wanted it to be a big part of my life and finally, you know, had the money and the um, freedom to make that decision. So I leased a horse for a year and that was awesome. That gave me a taste of what it was like to, you know, kind of have your own horse. And unfortunately he died after a year, he was 26. And then I made the plunge and bought my first horse in my mid fifties. And my favorite thing is trail riding. I do take dressage lessons I don't compete but mostly we trail ride so yeah I'm just having a blast I feel like finally my childhood dream has come true
0: so what is it about trail riding that draws you in particular
2: that's a good question I think for me I'm a kind of a nature girl like I like being outdoors I've always been a big hiker mountain biker Um, so I just I just love being out in nature and I love horses, and so trail riding kind of combines those interests. And I think I also, I, I'm a bit of a romantic, and I sort of, I like history, and, you know, the fact that people used to use horses for transportation kind of appeals to me. And so riding around in circles in an arena seems almost unnatural to me um, for what you would do with a horse, And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, you know, I certainly do it, but you know, for me, it's like riding is about being out, out on the trail and going cross country and, and getting places. And um, I also have my alter ego is cowgirl and I just want to be a cowgirl (laughs) and uh, you know, ride out on the range. And uh, that, so I have this sort of silly romantic image of, of that. And uh, that sort of appeals to me. So that's, that's, I think, for me, why I like trail riding.
0: Their website, horsetrailchicks.com, developed out of necessity. They wanted to get out and explore the trails in their area, but there just wasn't a source with good detailed
2: information.
0: The idea developed into a website where they showcase individual trails. It grew to include other things of interest to trail riders.
2: You know, some of our blog posts are just simply entertaining and then others are informative, you know, how to things. And then we started doing um, product reviews and we talk about places to stay and that kind of stuff. So just kind of has evolved over time.
0: Can you tell me about some of the safety issues that you encounter in hunting season in New England?
2: Yeah, so hunting season in Vermont is in the fall. There are certain seasons all year round, but the the big season for for deer, uh, which is the main time that you have a lot of hunters out in the woods, um, hunting for the larger game, that's in the fall. And so we're you know quite concerned about that. We don't want to get shot. We don't want our horses to get shot. And and now there are different seasons. There's bow season, which is safer. Because an arrow does not go as far as a bullet does, and uh, there are fewer people bow hunting.
0: Seasons for various game and the weapons that are used to take them can vary greatly. It can get quite confusing to keep them all straight.
1: And uh, Monica actually prints out the hunting season dates and puts that on our tack room door so everyone is aware of when those dates are.
0: I grew up in New Jersey where hunting wasn't allowed on Sundays. But that's not the case in all states. So it's good to know the laws in your state regarding exclusions for certain days of the week. In the West, there's a plethora of public land where hunting is allowed. It's fairly rare to find land where hunting is banned. If you're ever in doubt, you can always go to the land manager's website or call them directly for more information.
1: There are some of our public trails that don't Allow horseback riding during um, deer hunting season. Um, So that's an easy one. We just don't go there.
0: If you have an arrangement to ride on private land, make sure you have a discussion with the owners and find out whether or not they allow hunters. If so, you can ask that the hunters are notified of your presence and the fact that you may be riding through. You could also work out some kind of agreement that you'll ride between designated hours during the middle of the day when they're less likely to be hunting. Game are usually most active in the three hours after dawn and the three hours before dusk, so avoid riding during those times. If you can, try to ride in open areas where you'll be the most visible, not in tall brush or thick forest, and definitely don't bushwhack. You're much more likely to be confused for a deer if you're off trail.
2: And so if if you do go out, what we recommend obviously is wearing lots of orange. I don't care how dorky I look. I just, I'm head to toe and my horse has lots of orange on, head to toe almost. I
0: almost always wear bright colors when I'm riding for visibility regardless of the season, but I'm especially careful during hunting season. I have numerous pieces of clothing in either high visibility yellow or hunter orange. No matter what the temperature, I have something to go on my body that's high-vis and gonna stand out. You can find all kinds of high visibility gear for your horses as well. There are saddle blankets, ear bonnets, rump rugs, even ankle cuffs. I like to do things myself, so I DIY'd a rump rug out of a 3XL construction worker's safety vest. It's lightweight mesh hunter orange with high-vis yellow panels and reflective overlay. I zip tie it to the D-rings on the back of my saddle and drape it over my horse's rump. I sewed a few heavy metal washers to the corners to help hold the sides down, and sewed in a short piece of soft rope to go under the tail and help it from shifting side to side. It helps to ride in a group because you'll inherently make much more noise, especially if you're talking to each other. But a lot of us ride solo. When I'm out alone, I attach a bear bell to my breastplate or the back of my saddle,
2: and then um, you know, making noise. Then that's controversial. Some the hunters get mad if you make noise, and then others appreciate it because then they then you know where you are.
0: Most hunters are extremely safety conscious and very responsible, but unfortunately, some are not, and you never know who you're going to run into. Have you ever had any close calls?
1: I had one back um, where I used to ride as a kid in Massachusetts, um, but thankfully, the person realized we were horses and not deer, and there was no actual shooting or anything, um, but definitely... a. bit of a a scare for me when he popped out of the woods um, holding a gun. (laughs) But he was very nice and it it worked out fine.
2: Jess, didn't you have a, a bad incident? Close call.
0: I was riding on the Arizona Trail in Senoita, Arizona, and it was a nice sunny day on a Saturday. It was not during hunting season. We're riding along we encounter a troop of Boy Scouts with their backpacks out on a, on a camping trip. And then a little later on, we come around a corner in a little bit of a canyon. It's kind of like a road following a depression with walls on either side. And we are no more than 50 yards away when the loudest gunshot you have ever heard goes off and we look up and see a pickup truck parked up against a bank on one side of this canyon with two guys in the back they have a huge 50 caliber rifle on a tripod and they are literally shooting directly across the trail to a target that is placed three feet on the opposite side of the trail
1: oh my god
0: and It was terrifying, (laughs) absolutely terrifying. We started yelling to them to try to get their attention and make sure that they saw us and we're not going to shoot again and trying to calm the horses down because the horses had spooked over this loud gunshot. And then, of course, we were a little bit upset and yelled, what the heck are you doing shooting across the trail? (laughs) this is the most popular trail in the area. It is the Arizona Trail. Mm. There are kids hiking here. What the heck are you doing? (laughs) This is the most unsafe thing I've ever encountered. Mm. And the guys just kind of brushed it off and said like, we stop whenever we see someone. (sighs) So we had no chance but to ride directly in front of the vehicle with the gun pointed directly towards us in order to get out of there because there were walls on either side. So mm. we managed to get the horses through and we got the heck out of there as quick as possible. And as soon as we rounded another bend and started going up another Canyon, we heard the shots resume and they just kept going. And mm. we were both really rattled by this and very upset because it's an accident waiting to happen. So Mm -hmm. we called the local sheriff's office to report it, and they didn't seem to care. The only way they would address it was if we filed a formal complaint and appeared in court. And we were leaving the state in like two days. There's no way we can go appear in court. And it seems to be pretty common in the West for target shooters to go out and practice on public land. So BLM and National Forest Service, it's just all all free for them to use and they can just set up wherever they want. I have nothing against hunting or target shooting or guns in general, but I hate seeing people act irresponsibly with them. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's frightening. If you are, there's not much you can do. It's like you said, if they can target shoot anywhere, you know, I don't think yeah. that really happens so much here. I think people target shoot on their own property. But we don't have nearly the public land that you've got out west.
0: Yeah, on the east, houses and buildings are so much more densely packed. Um, But it's just the land is sparse wilderness out here. So people never really seem to worry. (laughs) I was going to say, when I was reading the article, I saw that you had encountered a person with an arrow wound when you were a nurse.
2: Yeah, it had a big impact on me. It was a long time ago, and I still remember it. I, I was working as a nurse in an intensive care unit, a, tra- a trauma unit, and this patient came in, and he had um, an arrow head, and it's not like a little arrow like bow and arrow you would shoot at camp or anything. I mean, if 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 I'm I, not a hunter, so I didn't realize the type of arrows that hunters use and it's, it's, I don't know, a couple inches, I think long and wide and it's big. And um, this guy, they they'd been out, the, these two buddies had been out hunting and I don't remember exactly the story, but something went awry. The guy, I think he, he obviously thought his buddy was a deer saw um, the movement and shot and ended up the um, man had the arrow in his skull. And I remember seeing the X-ray, and the arrow pr- went through the skull, and it protruded just maybe a couple of millimeters inside the skull. So he didn't have any brain damage or anything, but it was we were monitoring him um, just to make sure that that um, he didn't have a bad head injury. And uh, they obviously took the arrow out, but it was uh, it was some really something. Wow. That's intense. (laughs) Yeah. And it, you know, people, I've heard people say that, oh, you don't have to worry about, you know, bow hunters because, you know, they, they're the bow, the arrows are so expensive and they make sure they really see the target before they shoot. And, um, you know, they won't shoot at your horse because they only, they make sure it's a deer. And I think that incident proved that was not necessarily always true. I mean, it might be 99.9% of the time, but accidents do happen.
0: Don't let hunting season hold you back from riding in the fall. Get out and enjoy the glorious weather, but be careful and take some simple precautions. Wear bright clothing, make some noise, know what season it is and what type of hunter you're likely to encounter. You can find hunting season dates at your state's fish and game website. You can find Monica's article about riding in New England during hunting season on horsetrailchicks.com. While you're there, you can also find information about some of the best trails in Vermont and New York. Thanks to Monica Raymond and Carrie Garvey of horsetrailchicks.com for today's interview. You can follow them on Facebook at Horse Trail Chicks. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, you can reach out to me, Jess, at rideclimb.com. I always love hearing from you. Until next time, happy trails! The Happy Trails podcast was created and produced by me, Jessica Isbrecht. The show's music was written and performed by Jason Shaw.